War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the john DePietro show folks it's weekdays we start right here at 11 on this thursday september 15th right here at 11 and it goes until 2 on am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website petro.com as i said it's thursday we want to start off as i think we're going to do this with uh each show leading up until the election and that is to play the famous phone call now dan mckee is still trying to uh do damage control over it but it was uh very telling very telling his actions on election night and let's go to it again what's that wants to talk to no that's not going to happen eva. that's not going to happen eva hang up on them hang up on them I mean, that is as obnoxious as it gets. And again, folks, we I know some, some people are saying, well, here's what the, the staffer should have said. He's busy right now. Can he call that? But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. In the moment, he had to make a decision on what was going to be done. There was a gracious way to handle that, let alone behind the scenes. He was barking at staff, yelling at staff, get her on the phone. I want her to concede. Now, there are some allegations of some things going on in East Providence. We're going to get to that. But make no mistake about it. He was behind the scenes. As soon as you get her on the phone, put her on with me. And then what changed was he was going to speak at 11 on Tuesday night. And then Channel 10 and Channel 12 called the election at, at 1030, which I don't think they should have done. But anyhow, that was their decision. And 10 minutes later, boom, he's on stage in his staff person, Eva Mancuso. They didn't know that they were live. He was almost talking to the crowd as if, you know, like we're doing a warm up because we're going to go live. And never mind, if you're on the phone the whole time and you're walking in and out of the room, you don't know exactly what's what's happening. So but for these people to be saying what Eva Mancuso should have done, that that is irrelevant to me. Jim Hagan used to hold lively, host Lively Experiment. He's weighing in on Twitter. What the person should that that but that's not what happened. <laughs> what happened was, you know, the, the 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 ball was hit to third base, and the third baseman threw the ball over to first base. And now we're talking about the actions of Governor McKee. What did he do live in that moment, unscripted? No one there to tell him what to do. No preparation for it. It was a live, unscripted moment. They keep going to see what she should have done, but that's not what she did. She did throw it to him and say, she wants to talk to you. So all this talk, these people think they're such know-it-alls. 
The staffer should have said, but the staffer didn't do that. The third baseman should have walked over and touched third, but the third baseman didn't. The third baseman threw it to first. So you could say the first baseman was in a no-win. But Governor McKee, as we talked about, could have said, oh, okay, hold on, everybody. Let me have the phone. Hello? Hello, Helena. Maybe mouth to the crowd, Helena, folks. Well, thank you. Thank you. Listen, you ran a great race. I appreciate this phone call. You have a lovely family. I hope we can count on your support. And uh, my best to you. And I give you a lot of credit for getting into the race. And uh, and thank you very much for the phone call. Boom. Maybe 30 seconds. Maybe 30 seconds. So all these people, Dante Bellini, Jim Hagen, what the staffers, but that's not what happened. The Stafford real time started to offer him the phone. Dan McKee, instead, what did Dan McKee say? Hang up on them. What did he say? Hang up on them. Hang up on them. Talk about no class. Hang up on them. Hang up on them with the hand gesture. Hang up on them. Hang up on them as his, I think that's his daughter, nervously looked on unsure whether to giggle or whether to go along with it and then we're still having fallout from pork boys producer who's still trying now now he's going to spend between now and november trying to get mckee over the finish line last night in north kingstown they had a town council meeting they were attacking the woman that said you know i don't think we should have litter boxes in schools i don't think we should be encouraging this business that these kids identify as cats and a fathead's producer, again, on Rhode Island Public Television. You're paying for the station for this commentary. If a kid wants to wear a cat ears or cat whiskers or whatever it may be, however they want to dress, you know, let them do it. As long as it's not disruptive and distracting to the other students in the building. For- as long as it's not destructive and distracting to the other students in the building, said the non-parent. You know, do you do do they these people realize non-distracting? Yeah, do you know they 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 had to tell young girls in high school that they couldn't wear yoga pants to school anymore. Suddenly, all these they came out with the yoga pants, they're really tight-fitting uh, sweatpants, and they're very comfortable, obviously. So these young girls started wearing them, and what do you think had to they had to instruct the girls you can't wear those yoga pants anymore. Why? Because it's too distracting for the boys. Somebody is sitting in class, and there's girls around him, and they're all wearing very tight-fitting yoga pants. So this business, you can't wear certain outfits. They, they were telling girls at a high school, you can't wear a tank top anymore. Why can't I wear a tank top? It's warm. Can't wear a tank top anymore. Why? Because it's too distracting for the boys. It's causing too many problems. So tank top, yoga pants, no. Bill Bartholomew, producer for the Dan Pork Show, he's saying, you know, if it's not, yeah, not distracting, the hissing, dressing as animals, claiming they're an animal, laying on the rug, eating food out of a bowl, asking, telling the teacher they need to use the litter box. So that, but that's, that's not, but as long as it's not distracting, as long as it's not distract, <laughs> I mean, it's just ludicrous, folks. All right, I want to play. Um, so the big news overnight, by the way, I mean, Ron DeSantis has had enough in Florida. And he said to, hey, everybody in Martha's Vineyard, guess what? You want to know what it's like having all these illegals showing up? You want to know what it's like? And by the way, I want to frame this. Even the Boston Globe is saying that they're primarily young men. It's young men that are showing up. So let's just be very clear about that. All right, this is, uh, I want to hear, this is the Channel 12 story on the uh, illegals. Developing news out of Massachusetts. Flown in 
to an island without warning. This morning, we're working to learn more about 50 Venezuelan migrants that were brought to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis confirming to Boston news outlets that two planes with illegal immigrants were sent to Massachusetts as part of his state's relocation program. 12 News reporter Chelsea Jones joining us now live at the ferry terminal in New Bedford. Chelsea, good morning to you. You've got more for us now on what we know and about how the island has jumped into action here. Yeah, Erica, good morning. Massachusetts uh, State Representative Dylan Fernandez says that he only... Oh. 5 p.m. It was unexpected. Those immigrants were met with food and shelter. So I want to give you a look now at some Fox News video that shows you when they touched down on the island. These Venezuelans were brought to the Northeast. Representative Fernandez says they walked for miles once they got here to a community center. Then they were filed onto a bus, we're told, and then taken to a church where they spent the night. Now, if we take a step back and dissect the program Governor DeSantis mentioned, the New York Times reports it's a tactic used by Republican-led states to move immigrants to Good. Democratic-led states for a form of protest against the Good. rise in illegal immigration. Good. But it is important to note Governor DeSantis' communication team told Fox News that states like Massachusetts are better equipped to handle people who they have invited to the U.S. by incentivizing illegal immigration. That's right. It is incredibly inhumane using humans as political pawns, plotting this. This is a rep from uh, for months. One of the most powerful people in the country, Dylan Fernandez, uh, who runs a state, has been spent Democrat, of course. On how Why? To plot, how to move? You want um, them? You want them families. coming in? They're not um, families. See, notice the lie. They're not families. Nope. Nope. So at this point, Representative Fernandez says they're in need of Spanish-speaking volunteers. Of course they are. Hola. Our governor, who lives with his mother. Our governor, who hangs up on his mother. You know, hey, listen, they need Spanish speaking. It's only a matter of time. By the way, folks, now I broke the story. Now Channel 12 has it. Oh, we broke it yesterday on DePetro.com. FBI dig linked to Smithfield Cold Case. All right. So they have it now on Thursday morning. Uh, we had it yesterday afternoon. So there's that. But anyhow, um, Channel 12 does have the story. As I mentioned, it was for a, uh, a known person. Let me let me hear how... Um, do we have sound how Channel 10 is also covering the... Hey, you said you want the illegals coming? Guess what? Guess what? We can make that happen. You want them. Folks, it's a matter of time where they're going to start showing up at Quonset. Yeah, that's what we need, more illegals around here. Hey, McKee's giving out the driver's licenses. So they're all saying they want to come to Rhode Island, as a matter of fact. So here we go. To Martha's Vineyard. NBC 10's Jody Reed is live at the Martha's Vineyard Ferry Terminal in New Bedford. With I like that both at the ferry terminal. Responding. Good morning, Jody. Oh, we're jumping into action. Good morning. A local shelter service had has made 50 beds available, and restaurants are offering food. There's also a noble set up for children right at that shelter. Yeah, they're all young men. Undocumented immigrants, mostly from Venezuela, were flown to Martha's Guys in their twenties. The strategic move to relocate migrants is part of an ongoing effort from Republicans in border states. Good. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said the legislature is funding flights to move in this situation. Although it's not clear if they paid for the flights to Martha's Vineyard. Massachusetts lawmakers call it a political stunt and condemn what happened. State Senator Julian Sear represents the Cape and Islands. Manipulating people who are in very dire circumstances, you know, purely hey, for they okay, broke so the law, Harry. Support these families and provide uh, some humanity. Now, local immigration attorneys will be uh, going to the vineyard today to speak with those migrants. NBC10 is also sending a crew out there to see how the state is responding. Live in New Bedford, Jody Reed, NBC10 News. Bring a translator with you. May want to send a mail. They have different rules down there. As far as age, we've talked about that. Down in a lot of those countries, folks, and again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, in a lot of those countries, in their mind, age of consent, very, very young, as a matter of fact. Very, very young. Um, I want to, uh, let me just see if it, I, I think it got picked up on the... Um, I think it got picked up on the 
the national shows. Hey, I, I think it's comical that they uh, sent them to the vineyard. Good for Governor DeSantis. And and all the they're all there, and they're all saying, we want to get off this island. Why? Where do you want to go? Rhode Island. We want to get off this island and go to Rhode Island. We heard everything's free, and we get a driver's license. Uh, a lot of them also want to go to New York, apparently. And then they get the pipeline coming down our way. I want to show, um, or can we, do we have the sound of, um, I want to play the sound, I think of a Boston station. David Wade, I think, was the first one that I saw that, that broke it. Oh, there we go. Uh, how about Texas just dropped off two busloads of illegals outside the um, Kamala Harris residence? I saw that on Fox and Friends. Hey, listen, they're the ones saying, no problem, bring them in, blah, blah, blah. And um, let me just find, uh, here we go. Oh, Matt Reed, he used to be at Channel 10. We have that? It's a challenge for the island. Officials say none of the migrants speak English. Uh, Nobody was prepared for their arrival, and more. What a could surprise! It's been a whirlwind. Um, yeah. Good. It's been a real whirlwind. With now no you know what it's like. All, officials say 50 migrants arrived on the island. Illegal. No food, little luggage, and no place to stay. Many of them seem overwhelmed. We just started feeding people outside while they were standing around because everybody was just really hungry and then moved them inside as soon as we could. Barbara Rush and others at St. Andrew's Church worked all day to help the families from Venezuela, some with kids as young as two. Well, they're mostly young guys. Give me a break. Here we, we go. They find the one kid in the group. Spokesperson for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says the two planes with illegal immigrants that arrived in Martha's Vineyard today were part of the state's relocation program to transport illegal immigrants to sanctuary destinations. They're looking just for a better life. Um, and, and, and hey, there's a process. There's a process. Political gain is pretty disgusting. State Senator Julian Sears says it's a political stunt, which prominent Republicans critical of immigration policies have floated in the past. If you sent to Delaware or Martha's Vineyard or some of these places, that border would be secure the next That's day. right. But for those helping the migrants, politics is of little concern as the community rallies to help these new arrivals. Oh, We've received calls we could put on a show. Food, stores offering food, people offering space, you know private people showing up saying what can i do to help it's been amazing see that's how they first react and that's how you would first react right someone on your street right suddenly maybe let's just say someone in your neighborhood their home burns down and initially yeah people like hey how can i help we'll do this harry will make some bread lois will you know that's how you initially act but then the next night more people show up and then the next night more people show up and then the next night more people show up and then you say wait a minute these people don't even live in the neighborhood they're just coming from all over so this business of you know we're all rallying and and that's that's the initial reaction to it and then after a while it, you know, it gets old. Like, what, what, what's going on here? Why am I doing all this? Why do we have to provide all of this? Of course, the media wants to show. I think there was one kid in the group. And, of course, that's what the, the media wants to then zone in on families. There's a story I was reading in the Boston Globe. Primarily, they're young men. They're young men that are like, let's go to America and we'll have sex with American girls. And, and, uh, and as we've talked about many times, you know, it, whether it's the Dominican Republic or some of these other countries, um, South American countries, they, they, they don't exactly say, like, let's wait till they're 18. This is like girls that are 13 and 14 are fair game. This is a total security issue. I hope, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to play out locally. I know, look at everyone's trying to, isn't this terrible? And they're doing this. Think how the people at the border feel. By the way, folks, next week we will be broadcasting from Washington, D.C. Juan goes to Washington as a part of our coverage of the border in the border crisis. So this is a good lead up for that. Uh, we're going to be there in Washington next Wednesday and Thursday. A week from today, we'll be broadcasting. J.D. and D.C. or Juan goes to Washington. Either way, but one of the things we're going to be covering is, in fact, this 
this border crisis and then look at the reaction. You know, I'm sure if this was a one time event, many of the people at the border would say, hey, let's jump into action. How can I help? The restaurants are giving free food. But then, you know, then it becomes, well, then it's the weekend and then it's next week and then it's the week after that. And then it's suddenly October. And, you know, it's all initially it's like when you lose power. Yeah, the first night, you know, I haven't read a book in a while. Uh, We'll play a board game. You know, we cooked outside. Everyone's like, this wasn't so. But, you know, losing power. Feel like it's Charles Ingle, Little House on the Prairie. Caught up on some reading. You know, the kids, we were playing a board game. We haven't done that. Maybe we put down the devices. Then after a day, it's like, where's the power? We have no Wi-Fi. I can't get online. da 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 I mean, it's the same thing. I don't want to eat outside anymore. Um, it always starts that way. It's like one day of camping. It's usually good. Fish and company, right? Fish and company stink after three days. Well, you know, illegals stink after about a day and a half. And I just mean the element of taking care of them. I mean, they're now, right now, it's like the buzz on the island and all the, the uh, but let's see how they feel. They start moving into the neighborhood. And again, right now, they think it's, like, exciting. It is kind of funny that as much as um, DeSantis thought it would upset people, it's actually kind of the opposite. Now in Providence, they're like, if they want to come live here, they can come, they can vote, everything's for free, you know, blah, 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 and the whole thing. All right, folks, it's Thursday. We are going to cover that story um, on the vineyard, and again, next week we will be in our nation's capital. Juan goes to Washington, JD in DC. That's next Wednesday and Thursday. You're going to get to listen to that. We have a lot ahead on this uh, Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Two are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining us right now, he is one of Rhode Island's top legal attorneys. Uh, he is our legal uh, expert, is an attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, I, we might as well just start off with uh, all things Trump, and especially uh, the big story broke last night. Uh, and I have people asking me questions like, hey, they can't do that. Uh, Mike Lindell, known as the My Pillow guy, he claims it was a drive-through at Hardee's, and uh, suddenly agents descended on him and took his phone. And this all seems to be tied in. He was definitely kind of in the mix, so to speak, during that period of time of uh, January, December, January, twenty into twenty-one. But a number of people um, are surprised that. And even, you know, questioning like, hey, you know, what is this? They can't just go up. And there were some other Trump people, Dan Scavinos and so forth, where they're they're grabbing their phones. If you wouldn't mind just starting with what what happens prior to that happening, which then allows them the ability to go and and literally take their physical phone. Well, my understanding, John, is that the agents who intercepted Mike Lindell at a drive-through in his car at a fast food restaurant did in fact have a search warrant. My understanding is Lindell actually waived his copy of the search warrant on some podcast that he does. 
And I believe that the FBI or the Justice Department, without acknowledging the nature of the investigation or what they were looking for, did acknowledge that um, a search warrant had been executed against Mike Lindell um, and that that warrant had been approved by a judge based upon an affidavit. So if you read certain um, news sources, you would be led to believe that Mike's waiting to get his hamburger sitting in his car. Some fed comes up and says, give me your phone. Um, That would be totally inappropriate if there was no search warrant, no nothing. They just can't walk up and say, give me your phone, snatch it from him and walk away. Rather, it seems like this was done through the appropriate steps, affidavit, judge approval, execution of warrant. Um, we don't know exactly what the nature, the purpose is. You're right, John, that um, Lindell was heavily involved in funding and pursuing, yeah. um, making videos, trying to create TV shows, infomercials, whatever, to demonstrate um, the voting irregularities. In fact, he did have one show, <laughs> he just kept barking out crazy numbers yeah, that were Frank. at variance yeah. with um, the official totals. Here's our next number. And <laughs> it, it, it didn't make any sense. There was no. no backup, no support. Now, what he was served with, he, he's up there in Minnesota. And the investigation apparently is tied to an investigation of irregularities that occurred in Colorado with one specific overseer of, um, I think, a county and the potential that an unauthorized person, again, got access to the um, voting machines or the voting machine software, um, which is exactly the same thing that's going on in Georgia that uh, forces friendly to President Trump would let investigators come in to look at the software, look at the hardware, look at the equipment, and maybe download it, and maybe have now copies of it. And for better or for worse, if this is our voting software, it, we have to protect it to keep it from being further, comp- have the further potential to be compromised by partisans on either side. Right. So that's, I think, where that's going. Who knows how much communication Lindell has had with the players in um, Colorado. Could be emails, could be texts. And as we know, when we've said many times, whatever you make into an email or into a text, I mean, Hillary Clinton tried every trick in the book to destroy her um, emails and texts, and they are largely recoverable. So when you commit it to something in print, you must presume it will be available for a good long time um, if there's ever an investigation into whatever um, a person might be up to. Tim Todd, what does it tell us? Justice Department subpoenaed more than 30 people in former President Trump's orbit and his January 6th probe. So as much as the raid has gotten so much attention, there certainly seems to be a lot more activity around you know, as much as we've all seen, you know, the video of what happened on, on January 6th, but it, it seems to be more potentially what was some of the communication about looking at the voters and the these supposed maybe fake electors and sending out fundraising on the election. Um, it, it, it seems to be they're expanding and speeding up the investigation into everything that happened prior to January 6th and then in the, in the aftermath of it. Well, unfortunately the speed up is selective and certain things are being looked at Uh and some things are being absolutely ignored, um, which, you know, people who are over there in cynics corner who think, you know, cynically towards this whole operation have good reason to think that way because You can see now it's a day after the midterms. The media is dutifully reporting that, you know, many of Trump associates have now been subpoenaed in conjunction with the January 6th investigation. 
Um, I think as we get closer to the midterms, you're going to get lots more of this information leaking out from the Justice Department. Mm -hmm. Um, It's wrong when either side does it. Um, It's happening almost exclusively against the Trump forces or allies. And maybe it's appropriate and maybe there's substance to it and maybe not. But, you know, the the old adage that, you know, the FBI and justice doesn't do anything within 60 days of an election. Right. um, Apparently, that rule doesn't apply if you're trying to pile up negative information against Donald Trump. But I I want to just get back to Tim Dodd, some of the legal peril here, because some of the people like Dan Scavino, what have you. I mean, if, if they get your phone and who knows how many texts and emails, I mean, the potential a lot of these individuals going in, I, I just think you, I, I don't know how you don't not take the fifth. If then I, who can remember and, and there's perjury traps all over the place. If there was so much communication going on in the aftermath of the election. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, with all these people, their stories will never be all consistent, right? There'll be little things that uh, the feds can pick at in terms of discrepancies the fact that they're casting such a wide net um, tells me maybe they don't yet have sufficient information to charge Donald Trump with any crimes relating to this January 6th event. And perhaps they're casting their net wider to more Trump associates, hoping that they'll get somebody along the line to flip and, you know, then they'll be hoping that there's a conga line of people flipping and coming in to testify against the president. I mean, I, I, I got to assume that they don't yet have what they need to get right. Donald Trump or they wouldn't be going through this exercise. Um, will somebody flip along the way? Potentially. And then you've yeah, got to look or, at their motive. Right. Or maybe they already did. Finally, if we take a break, Tim Dodd, is this potentially, I mean, they did raise, I think like 250 million, a lot of times, small donations from all over this whole business of, you know, the election was stolen. Could that potentially be like obtaining money or the false pretenses if they could show that in the course of the, you know, emails back and forth that, that there was, there was a different narrative taking place? Well, it's, it, that would be a stretch to okay. say you're t- obtaining money under false pretenses. And just like we've talked about with the lawsuit that Dominion has against uh, certain people at Fox News, by right. way of example, you'd have to look and see exactly what's said. So in these fundraising communications, you know, you really got to parse the language and look at it carefully to see yeah. if it crosses the line um, from a legal standpoint. Um, I think it's a great question. I'm not sure that there's enough um, facts available to bring those types of charges. But the way things are going, nothing would surprise me in terms of, you know, going after Trump for anything conceivable that they can come up with. Sure. Uh, And and if it's if it's there, John, then he should be prosecuted. But Mm. it's. Except for the Mar-a-Lago raid. Right. It doesn't seem like there's a critical mass of information to get him. And just touching on the, the raid before we take a break, uh, uh, his attorneys seemingly have gone quiet. You don't see them, at least I have not seen them on like Fox News at night or anything like that. But uh, th- this business of that he he classified the documents before he left the White House, I, I think the Department of Justice came out today and said that that is and as we had talked about, it is not possible. And I think people need to maybe recognize that maybe maybe that's a defense, maybe that's an argument. But apparently, there would be more of a of, of a paper trail, of a path of exactly how something like that is done. Especially with, you know, we haven't gotten a lot of new information because then they're still waiting on the sole business of the special master. But what, what should we it, it sounds like a good strategy, Tim Dodd, if his attorneys are no longer going on Fox News at night and kind of making things worse. Well, you're, they were they were <laughs> really making a mess of things. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you're uh, if you're a supporter of the president, you'd be squirming listening to his lawyers go on and screw yeah. things up. Um, 
if you're not a fan of the president, I'm sure it was a time for popcorn and a soft drink and watch the fun begin because it was ugly. Um, it wasn't helpful. But at the end of the day, I, you're correct that if the president, while in office, said this is executive material or I'm exempting this from the um, Archive Act, if you will, he just can't wave his hand and say no. that box is exempt and look over there and say, well, that box is exempt. There's more to it. There's got to yeah. be a particularization. This is exempt. Not that whole box of stuff over there. That's all. That's all exempt. Um, it doesn't seem like the attention to detail was paid, even if he thinks or his staff thinks that sure. whatever he said was sufficient to give it his blessing and make it so. I, I mm. think that's going to be clearly found to be insufficient. Tim Dodd, finally, before we break, Stephen Miller was on with Laura Ingram, and she was asking me, wouldn't answer, but whether or not they took his phone do, do you know, it's it's my understanding, it, people would think that they get their phone records, but apparently with technology, it's it's actually they can get more if they, they literally get the physical phone. It's not enough for the for the cloud. It's not enough to, you know, have someone's access they, to the, they, they want their phone, apparently. And that's where there could be material that even the person that has it may have thought that they deleted it, wiped it out, what have you. But as you had started off saying about Hillary, as much as I many times these people think they've erased everything, it, the, the people that are looking for it, they're just a step above. And there does seem to be a way to retrieve a lot of information that some people mistakenly think has been you know, uh, deleted. Yes, I agree with exactly what you said. I'm, I'm a fairly low tech guy. Um, yeah. I've got investigators who do a lot of electronic investigation for me and phones are the gift that keeps on giving when wow. an investigator gets their hands on a phone, the material that can be pulled from that phone is astonishing and things mm. that you think are gone are not gone. Um, I think Steve Miller is a smart guy and I think he was smart not to answer that question. I mean, right. he's, I think one of the smarter people that still seems to be in the Trump orbit yeah. and, um, he was not going to take that bait. Um, mm. He shouldn't divulge anything one way or another. Uh, all of this should still be kept um, out of the public realm until the Justice Department is ready to do something. But as we've said many a time, the Justice Department, they're the master leakers. They leak consistently. They leak what right. they want. The media is more than ready to be compliant and sure. deliver whatever message the Justice Department wants delivered. Um, when you're in the crosshairs of a, of a DOJ investigation, it's very difficult because mm. DOJ has all the time, all the money, all the resources, all the media. And um, I think it could be a lonely fight for Donald Trump or anyone in his shoes when faced with the, um, the power of the government as it's being exercised right now. Yeah, I heard um, an expert saying that, OK, so they got all these subpoenas, and these phones. They said they could spend the next two months going through this stuff. They're in no rush, uh, you know, meticulously getting the information looking for. Um, it, it just must be a difficult position for the people that that somehow that, you know, and I, I don't expect everyone. Maybe you don't remember everything that you had or an email or a text or whatever. Uh, folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, right here on The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry 
paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving we're speaking with our legal expert it's attorney tim dot tim alex jones is in the news again um he's battered and bruised but it looks like round two is coming up for alex jones with the sandy hook families yes he he concluded the trial in Texas where a jury awarded the parents of one of the children who um, was murdered in the Sandy Hook um, incident um, close to $50 million. That's for one set of parents. Now in Connecticut, there are multiple sets of parents who are all claiming against um, uh, Alex Jones. And, you know, it's the st- not the standard. Nothing about this case is standard. It's horrific. But they've sued him for defamation, for intentional infliction of emotional distress. They've sued him for libel. They've sued him for slander, um, among other things, uh, because based on the words that he utilized in his, um, his um, I don't know if they're podcasts or over-air over broadcasts, um, basically saying that the parents and the cops were all in on a hoax and that Sandy Hook never happened. And it's all a conspiracy to try to take guns away from people and to rev up the public to be against um, firearms being in the hands of, of citizens. His defense has largely been, I've got the right to free speech. But as we've said many a time, your, your right to free speech is not absolute. If right. you libel someone, if you slander someone, if you defame somebody, you have the absolute right to say those words, to defame somebody, to libel them, to slander them. But your free speech to say the words that you want to say could subject you to a civil suit for money damages. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what's happened to this guy, Alex Jones. So when he wants to parade around saying that he's the defender of the first amendment and free speech it kind of misses the point yeah it really does miss the point and you know for him to try to position himself as some patriot who's only exercising his first amendment rights um that's a red herring he defamed these people he slandered them you know he intentionally inflicted emotional distress upon them he knew what he was saying was a lie And he said it over and over and over. And he said it for one reason and one reason only, because I believe he generated something like $300 million um, in profits as he was banging the drum on the Sandy Hook issue over and over, daily, weekly, yearly, monthly. And these parents and their whole family suffered because of it. So he knew what he was doing. He, he he struck a nerve with the public and he got lots and lots of money by perpetuating the lie that this was a hoax. So he should get rung up for considerable damages. If one family got $50 million, uh, you can only speculate now if that has set the bar for what um, the damages are. Um, you know, there's over a dozen sets of parents with similar claims. In one day, Infowars brought in 800000 Tim Dodd, him and his attorneys, since they now go to a second trial, do they maybe change up and sharpen their defense a little bit to try to uh, adjust to this trial? Or many of the things they said, can that be like when he was on the stand, could that now be used in this, this second trial? Well, you, anything that he has said, oh, you know, okay. they, they can they can play what he said in his broadcast. They can take excerpts from his deposition. You know, so for him to say at the 11th hour and have this epiphany that now I believe that it all hey, happened, it that it, it wasn't, happen. it's not a hoax. <laughs> um, it's too little too late. And it's almost insulting to say, well, now I want to admit that this was real and now I want to apologize to the parents. I'm sorry for doing all this for the last nine and a half years. Um, I think it makes it worse in many ways. Mm. Folks, uh, another quick break. Much more ahead. Our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DeFeature Show.
Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508 252 3359. Propane Heating and Cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24 7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's PropanePlus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. We're speaking with our legal expert, it's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, New York Times had a story regarding members of Congress. I think they were listed in 97. Uh, and it has to do with they, they admit to trading with, with various companies. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse was one of the people listed. Is this um, is he in potentially any legal jeopardy? I think what I saw was they he and his wife basically, I believe, if I can recall, said that they have a broker – does it independently, unaware. Um, is there any type of legal jeopardy based on some some story like this? Well, potentially, but there's a lot of ground to cover before you'd ever get there. Um, <laughs> every couple of years or so, there'll be some member or members of Congress who will try to put through legislation that um, elected members of the House and Senate can't trade stocks. And there's always an outcry amongst the senators and reps. No, you know, we have the same constitutional rights as everyone. We should be able to buy and sell stocks. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a fair statement. That's a nice proposition. But if you're a senator, if you're a congressperson, and you have a blind trust, let's say, and it's buying and selling stocks. Well, that's fine. Uh, I don't think that Senator Whitehouse has that. He says they got a broker and the broker doesn't consult with them. And he buys, or I don't know if it's a he or a she, buys and sells as the broker sees fit to buy and sell. Well, that's fine if that's true. If anyone believes that's true, well, God bless. I'm not sure I believe that it's true, but right. that's only me. I mean, apparently the senator was trading in and out of shares of CVS, Intel, Biogen, and uh, Train Technologies. And that would be maybe okay, except each of those entities, from what we read in the, in the press, uh, are companies that have had... Um, hearings and information about these companies um, before this senator and the various committees that he sits on. So the question would be, as he's learning information about these companies and uh, individuals from these companies may be testifying in front of the different committees that he sits on, is he getting insider information? And is that insider information making its way to his broker to right. inform what he buys and what he sells and when he does it. Now, depending on how good any senator or congressperson covers their tracks, it's a tough thing to prove that it's just a coincidence that you're buying and selling positions in companies that just happen to be coming before your committee and that you might be learning information. But you know that would be an SEC investigation and if the investigation showed, you know, that there was evidence of insider trading, there, there could be criminal charges. But that, mm. that's a heavy lift. There's a yeah. lot of steps you'd have to get through to get to that point. And, I mean, this Senator Whitehouse has been the subject of similar allegations in the past. And, again, there's 97 right now. He's not the only one. So I think there's a lot to look into you know, if the DOJ or the SEC has the stomach to go after these people. Folks, again, let's speak with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, Tuesday night, primary night, 
there was a great scare at Northeastern with an explosion. And apparently the individual who was involved, they started going through and gave some inconsistent um, statements. And now uh, as we're speaking, it, it would seem that potentially things are pointing in the direction you had the FBI involved. This uh, set up, you know, all colleges went on alert. What potential type of charges could someone face if, in fact, that it turns out it, that it was it was the individual, you know, that was somehow involved with this explosion that was actually behind it? Oh, it could be a, a charge of domestic terrorism. That's federal. That would have wow. a lengthy potential prison sentence. I don't know if the explosion... Um, caused any fires to ignite but it would be first degree arson which could be a very that's a very serious charge as well Uh, we don't know if he might have conspired with other people to do this or if this was assuming he's the guy and assuming he did this intentionally sure was it his own brainstorm or was he working with others Uh, i don't think anyone else was injured other than himself and I guess the injuries that he claimed were inconsistent with the type of injuries you'd get if you were in close proximity to this type of explosion. Mm. Now, this guy apparently, uh, I don't know if he went in alone or if he went in with counsel, but as we've talked about many times, John, he basically um, implicated himself by yeah. going in, talking to the cops or the feds, Um, giving an inconsistent story, he would have been far better served to say nothing and say, you know what? You want to suspect that I did was involved in this? Knock yourself out. Suspect me, but I'm not going to do anything to help you get me. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. But you know, this is what happens. People either think they're obligated to go talk to the investigators, which they're not, or they think they're smarter than the investigators and they can come up with a story that's going to hang together. Right. And most often times it doesn't hold up and there are inconsistencies. And, you know, the people investigating these types of uh, events are not stupid. They know what no. they're doing. They know yep. what they're doing. And however that came about, it, uh, this thing could, could um, really cause uh, some problems for that individual. Folks, again, he is our uh, legal expert. It's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, excellent job as always. And we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com folks visit the website on the website you'll see all our links to social media whether it's facebook or youtube instagram even tiktok plus you if you want to reach me that's the best way to do it we have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com